What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Whiskey Sessions. This is Ametz here with B-Pimp. B-Pimp, how is it going in the wonderful state of Illinois? Oh, it's great. It's just lovely here. we got the guber- gubernatorial race going on. Oh, that's right. That's starting. I just got a text from somebody. Let, let me actually pull it up. I got a text from some random campaign person in Illinois asking me to go out and vote for, let's see. I guess there was somebody random named Kelsey telling me to vote for Daniel Biss. Oh yeah, he's the guy. Is he the guy I, if I was voting in Illinois, who I should vote for? Yep. Well then, good luck to him. I'm, I'm sorry, I do not vote in Illinois anymore, uh, but uh, I'll be rooting for him. Yeah, he's, he's the guy. So, is this the Democratic primary that's taking place? Yes. Okay, when does that actually occur? It's March 20th. Ew, okay. So that will be yesterday. No, two days ago. No, it's Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah, but, okay, from when this is released. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It was in the past. Congratulations, Daniel (laughs) Biss, on winning. Yes. (laughs) Also, (laughs) speaking of news... This is more accurate news. You have a new dog in your family. Yes. Very exciting. We have a new little um, black-haired, long-haired chihuahua named Luna, who's one. And we rescued her from... Well, this uh, rescue place got her from, like, a hoarder's house who had 30 chihuahuas in their garage. That is, like, ridiculous. Which I can't even imagine what that's like, but she's super timid, so we are uh, in the process of getting her acclimated and feeling safe. But she's doing a lot better, and she's a she's a little weirdo, so she fits right in with me. Good. I've been seeing the Facebook videos that Lisa's been posting, and it seems like she's getting there slowly but surely. Yeah, yeah. and she gets along with Chavo. They're they're. He, he can't keep up with her acrobatics, but no. he likes, you know, having a little buddy. So. Yeah, I was kind of wondering how that would be, because Chavo can be like a... He is a nice dog, but sometimes, you know, like when he first sees you, is not that receptive. How was yeah. he when you brought Luna home? He was fine, like right off the bat. I think it helps because she's really... Um, she's not, like, dominant. She's not aggressive so i don't think he feels threatened and we've been trying to do a good job of you know if we give her a treat for something we give him something and and make sure that he's not you know feeling like he's being left behind and even like i was surprised because he was eating and she came up like right by his face while he was eating and i thought oh he's gonna snap at her because you know dogs when they're eating don't want to be messed with right but he was even fine with that so good i will say i mean that you found, first of all, a dog that is even smaller than Chavo is amazing. Yeah. But sometimes Maggie will not... She doesn't... She's never pushed for a second dog. But she'll lay, like, kind of hints. As if to imply, like, you know, it wouldn't be a, such a bad thing if we got a second dog. But for myself, I I am opposed to having a second one. Yeah. Especially the second big one. I mean, I can see having two chihuahuas. Yeah, it's great. Like, they're probably a combined 10 pounds. No, they're like uh, maybe 14. <laughs> Whoa. 
You gotta get new floor reinforcements. <laughs> yeah. It's she's even I mean, she's definitely skinnier. She looks about the same size just because of the hair. Mm-hmm. You know, because she's long hair and he's short hair, but yeah, she's definitely a little skinnier. He's probably around eight pounds. She's probably about like six. Okay. She's pretty well behaved. Yeah, she is. I mean, she's not potty trained, so we're working on that. Oh, that's but, tough. Yeah. But I mean, she's, I mean, she's been, the only thing she did so far was she chewed like the plastic tip off of one of my shoelaces for my work shoes. So we have to make uh, sure she always has like a chew toy and we have to like put the shoes away. I but see. I mean, other than that, she's great. She's just really, you know, she was, when we first got her the first day, she wouldn't come out of the cage. And then she's slowly but surely kind of like venturing out and exploring. So it's, it's cool, you know, I'm, and I'm just happy because you could tell she had a rough first year. So, you know, now she'll be spoiled rotten because we love our chihuahuas. So, yeah, well, I mean, Speaking of accidents on the floor, it's also March Madness, and the DePaul basketball team is, again, not in the tournament. <laughs> and I will say, uh, this year is particularly offensive. So, I, we both went to DePaul. Yep. My wife, Maggie, went to Loyola. And even Loyola made the tournament this year. For the first time since my birth year, for the first time in 33 years, Loyola is in the tournament. Yep. And DePaul, Nothing. Not only is DePaul not making any progress, but their athletic director came out and said, you know, the fans need to be more patient because this isn't the junior NBA, which, I mean, she's been there since 2002. They've been awful for most of that time. So for someone with that kind of record to come out and offend people that actually support the team is ridiculous to me. That is insane. Like... We have had plenty of patience for this team. We haven't gone to the tournament in, I don't know how long. We didn't go the entire time I was there. I went to DePaul starting in 2004. So you're talking about 14 straight seasons they have not gone to the tournament. I actually am pretty sure 2003 was the last time they made it. It was the year before that. Right. I just, it would have been nice if they were good while I was there. But they weren't. No big deal. But I've had nothing to root for since. It's like them and the Mariners are just killing me on the inside yeah it's it's tough i mean and then i've got you know depaul and the white Sox, so yeah we're in uh we're in sports purgatory yeah i'm just excited to watch Ichiro on the mariners yeah i'm I'm pumped that he went back there yeah uh okay so to all the listeners out there we've got a great episode Uh, i've got a new whiskey i'm gonna try soon i've never had it before so i don't know if it's boot or smooth worthy yet But it's right in the price point where it could go either way. So I'm excited for that. Our top five list for this episode is, I guess I would say, just top five animal facts. Animal fun facts, maybe? What would you say they are? Uh, Weird animal facts. Weird animal facts. I like that. I've got a top five list. But, you know, of course there are a million out there. If we have overlap, I would be stunned. But maybe we do. I actually would love it if we had a double dip. A double dip for this would be kind of crazy. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to try my whiskey. I've got Elijah Craig Small Batch. And this is Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. I've been drinking kind of scotches lately, so I'm going back to Kentucky uh, with the bourbon. And this is 94 proof, so 47% alcohol by volume, and it is from Bardstown, Kentucky, which I know something else is from Bardstown too, but it's slipping my mind. 
William Shakespeare? Yeah, I think so. People say he was English, but I doubt it. No, I think he was from there. Yeah. It was a big conspiracy. Yeah, no, he's from Kentucky, and he didn't write any of his plays. Absolutely not. No. All right, so I've got this on ice. I'm going to give it a taste. I'm, I'm very excited to see if this is riding that old smooth train or if it's getting a big old boot. So I'm letting it sit because I know a smooth can turn to a boot if I don't get that aftertaste that I like. But I got to say, I've let it sit for a good 10, 15 seconds now. And Elijah Craig, you are on the smooth train. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, so somebody was telling me at the liquor store they had another type of Elijah Crane. And I don't know why he was telling me this because I was never going to buy it anyway. But he said there was like 18-year-old whiskey and it's usually $200. And he said now it's $600. And I said, why did it just triple in price? And he's like, because there's only a few bottles left. Which I really doubt. Because the liquor store I went to is just a random-ass crappy liquor store in Oakland. I don't think they'd have anything exclusive. That that guy was trying to lay some, uh, no, some I, game I think, on you. I think he wasn't reading his audience very well, as if to imply like, oh, 200, I'm interested. But what if it was 600? <laughs> it's like, okay, well, my ceiling is $30, so keep on going. Yeah. You're going to have to bring that down. Yeah. But yeah, I got to say, Elijah Craig, I like it. And I'm almost positive I've never had it before, unless somebody poured it for me and I was unawares. But uh, I do like it. What's the, what is the taste like? What what kind of it's, vibe? You know, it's it's not giving me any particular vibe. It's, it's um, I guess I would say it's actually fairly light. It doesn't have any kind of that... Sometimes I, I look for that sort of, like, syrupy taste in there. It has no sensation of that. The aftertaste, there really isn't one. It's, like, just a really even finish. I guess, yeah, my one complaint would be that it could have a little more body than it does. But it's, um, yeah, kind of right in that sweet spot. I think you could, you could drink this on the rocks, you could drink it by itself, and you could certainly mix it it's i it feels like a versatile bourbon it made it on to the train it did um and i would say you know at this point i'm not sure what my favorite whiskeys have been but we've said all along all that matters is do we recommend it or do we not and i do actually recommend elijah craig i'm gonna have to try that i don't think i've had that before either yeah give it a go it's not bad all right so our top five for this episode, as we talked about, is our top five weird animal facts. B-Pimp, is there anything you want to say about this category, because this was your idea, before we dive into it? I would like to give a, um, a shout-out to Rhino for coming up with this category. He gave it to me as a suggestion, and his name is Rhino, mm-hmm. and he wanted to talk about animal facts, so I think there's an agenda here, but... Um, I thought it was a funny idea, and I'm a big fan of animals, so any excuse to talk about them, I'm on board with it. Great. And I will say before we start, and I hate to say this, but none of my five animal facts are rhino-related. Neither are mine. We're, we let them down. Oof. We blew it. All right, but either way, here they are. These are your top five weird animal facts. More than four, 
are less than six. It's the top five. All right, B-Pimp, what is your number five weird animal fact? My number five is, it's like, it's almost like a news story. So apparently there is a super colony uh-huh. of Ar- Argentine ants. Ooh, I don't like the sound of that. And they're, no- they're known as the California Large. And they're covering 560 miles of the west coast of the United States. And they're engaged in a turf war with another super colony that's located in Mexico. (laughs) Turf war of ants. Yeah, which I found very entertaining. You know, I don't know what, like, the environmental impacts are of this. It could be, like, an ominous thing. But just the idea of ants having a turf war is great to me. That is great. And I will say, this isn't a double dip by any means, because it's actually not my number five anyway, but I also have an ants-related one. Nice! But it does not have to do with a turf war. Uh, I like the sound of a turf war with ants, though. Hopefully, yeah. it doesn't bring any problems to my backyard. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just picturing, like, wherever the border is, there's, like, you know, posturing. The ants are just showing off to try to keep the other ants out of their turf. Oh, you know it. All right, my number five, which I think is crazy as hell, when you see birth videos of giraffes, but that baby giraffes can stand on their feet within a half hour of birth. Half Wait, what happens? What happens when they first come out? They just lay there and then they get up. I guess they lay there for a little while. The mother kind of licks them and then they stand up. But that that is crazy to me. Humans take a year, or maybe a little bit less. Or in my case, a little bit more. I don't think I was up. walking until I was like seven. Yeah, no, I was, I think, entering my freshman year of high school. Thankfully, <laughs> right, that would have been embarrassing if I went into high school not having walked. No, but I was a, a tubby baby. I did not walk until, I think, 16 months, 18 months, something like that. Something crazy. Yeah. But that a giraffe can stand within just half an hour of being born... Which is a good thing, because they're going to be chased by a lion, like, immediately. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they have to get ready, because that's yeah. coming. But, yeah, so that's my number five. I think it's nuts that they somehow have the muscles to be able to do that. So that must mean that in the womb, they are developing these leg muscles. Yeah, it, just the idea of... I mean, everything that has to do with these facts is going to be a relic of evolution. I mean, there's a portion of our population that would deny that, but that's the facts. Um, so, <laughs> I know so we don't... Well, I, I don't want to stop you, and I don't mean to get political on this podcast. And I know we don't talk about it a lot, but I am one of those people. I moved to California, and instead of doing the classic... Uh, Bay Area Shedding God, I've embraced him, and the 6,000 years that the human species and planet and universe has been around. Breaking news, this is the last episode of the <laughs> Sessions Podcast. <laughs> no, but, I mean, the, uh, the things that happen to allow these animals to survive always boggle my mind. So that's gotta be, you know, because... They needed to be able to walk soon, because otherwise they're just laying there and they're like lunch. Yeah, so, that's a good point. That's like kind of horrible that they have to be able to walk within a half an hour because I'm sure the mother and the, the parents have to just like keep on moving. Yeah, and they better keep and, up or what? 
but it makes it crazy because their their legs are so long and their necks are so long that you'd think they would take a while to get everything in sync, but yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, what is your number four weird animal fact? My number four is there was a species of penguin that is now extinct known as the Colossus penguin. Whoa. And it it was generally about the same size as LeBron James. Get out of town. Yep. You mean six foot nine, but they'd lie and say they were six foot eight? <laughs> yep, exactly. Wow. What and was their were, hairline like? Uh, it wasn't great. Not great. <laughs> but they were able to, I mean, they looked like a tight end and they were able to move like a point guard. So, I mean, they fit all the criteria. That would be terrifying to see a penguin that big coming at you. Yeah, where where I found this fact, they had little animations, and one of them was like two giant penguins looking down, like <laughs> at like a little box. Huh. And even just like a cartoon version of it, I was like, I would hate to, you know, because we, we're both tall, but we these penguins would be taller than us. No, I'm just think. And if thinking about that is crazy. Yeah, and if they're coming right at you, you know they're not going to be called for traveling. So it's like you can try to take an offensive foul if you want, but it's not going to work. And they're going to be, I mean, if any, if we call them on anything, they're going to just be whining. Oh, pouting. Complaining. The whole time, it's going to be a train wreck. And so, I mean, I don't want to ever say I'm glad an animal's extinct, but I'm a little bit relieved about this one. Right. And you know that there was a better version of that penguin just 20 years ago and wore the number 23. And it was a little bit shorter. A little bit shorter. Not as stocky. And knew <laughs> when to shave his head. Yeah. And it had a gambling problem. But, I mean, we <laughs> Huge all gambling problem. And a super big asshole. Yeah. It turns out. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, my number four. This is the answer I was talking about. That there are... And this creeps me out because in my backyard, we have a ton of ants. And now I just can't help but think of this. There are one million ants... For every human in the world. What? I mean, I don't know how they counted these ants. I feel like that is quite the undertaking in and of itself. But that's... I, I suppose it's an estimate. But one million. That's kind of horrifying. It's horrifying. And I think there are kind of a lot of humans. And to think of that many humans times a million being how many ants there are... I'm surprised this planet isn't just all ants. It's, um, it's, I don't even know what to say because I'm, I'm just thinking about, you know, like, if you really were to take that to its logical conclusion and, like, have the million ants for every person near them, like, what it would look like. Yeah, or I think of it, just think of, like, the city of Chicago has, oh, maybe a little bit less than three million people. Ugh. So for every three people... There is a city of Chicago of ants. Oh my god. Yeah. And that's not... We're not talking metro area. That's city limits. Yeah, that would be... Um, if I mean, I, I know there's like the ocean. You know the cliche about like how that we don't even know. We have, What have we explored? Like some small percentage of what's in the ocean. So there's probably like horrifying beasts down somewhere in the ocean. Oh yeah. But... The ant fact scares me more than that. No, because we are with the ants. I don't have to worry about what's deep in the ocean. I won't yeah, like be those, there. Those crazy jellyfish that are like neon. They like light up. Or that... They eat, this didn't... They, oh, go ahead. 
Then, then they eat things, and you just see, like, a neon light appear, and then it's like, bah! Ugh. And that there's, uh, this was not one of my fun facts. I, I guess I'll be giving one of my honorable mentions early. But this is, a, there's, like, a giant squid they found that was, like, 57 feet long. Ugh. <laughs> That's horrifying. That's almost six <laughs> basketball hoops long. Yeah. But uh, here's what I do know. There aren't a million giant squid to the human. That thank thank the good lord. I don't even have to look that fact up. I'm positive. If that was true, I would have long ago like just shot myself into space. Oh yeah. All right. What is your number three? So apparently, my number three. If a honeybee keeps waggle dancing in, uh-huh. a, in favor of an unpopular nesting site, the other workers headbutt her to keep the colony re- to help the colony reach a consensus. Wait, what? <laughs> I mingled the last part. So apparently, okay, so a honeybee they waggle dance to like search for um, whatever their nest site will be. Okay, and so there's all these worker bees that are with the the um, the queen bees. And if the queen bee is undecisive, the worker bees will headbutt her to help the colony reach a consensus. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I just, most of mine, I picked ones that just picturing them made me laugh. (laughs) And I just am thinking of, like, all these little bees. Like, hey, make up your mind. Bam, bam, bam. (laughs) Here comes the headbutt. Yeah. That's like something when, in our office, we would never do. I feel like that'd be some kind of lawsuit. If we had a meeting and we weren't coming to an agreement on, you know, whatever we were trying to do, a headbutt would not be the answer. You don't have any headbutt parties? We have, I hate to say this, and I haven't been at my company all that long, we have zero headbutt parties. I have yet to see one at my company either. I've been there for three years. I would hope that I would see one. You would hope, but I hate to tell you, three years, I think that means your company probably doesn't have them. Maybe I could just, like, go headbutt someone and see how they react. Yeah, I well, I'm going to say not great. It probably depends on the person, but across the board would be various levels of not great. I don't know. I mean, I feel like, what did Wayne Gretzky say? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's a good point. Um, so. So, yeah, go to go. And <laughs> just, gonna, I'm just gonna take a shot at it. I'm pretty sure we'll have more time to record whiskey sessions very soon. Yeah, it's gonna turn into a, a daily podcast. Yes, <laughs> mostly just me, and then you'll be joining like, <laughs> when I can every couple of weeks. All right, my number three is that African elephants are pregnant for two years. Oh, those poor things. Poor things. But you know what? This makes me think is that I can't believe female humans complain about nine months. (laughs) (laughs) That is only 37.5% of what African elephants go through. So you basically, if you hear like a woman complaining who's like very obviously pregnant and almost done and she's sick of it, you hear her like complaining about it, you go, hey, I don't know if you know this. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I can't imagine what that would be, but two years is crazy. Yeah, I mean, what's the lifespan? Aren't Don't elephants live a pretty long time? Yeah, I think some elephants, I'd have to look up this fact, but I, I think 
Well, I don't think they live longer than humans. They live about what humans live, don't they? Okay. And yeah. Maybe it's their environment. Maybe they could live a little bit longer. But, I mean, yeah, that humans don't have to be pregnant for two years. Or if you're like you and me, not at all. <laughs> Good thing, huh? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, two years, that is a really long time. And I think, I think, that's why this is a fun fact to begin with, that is the longest of any animal, or at least any mammal. Wow. Yeah. I Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, what I don't know what, an elephant baby is a calf, right? I believe so, yeah. When they come out, are, aren't they like pretty much, I don't think they have tusks, but aren't they pretty much you know, like, full, full-fledged? full I think I would have to look up the, I guess, giraffe comparison chart to see how fast they get up. But I bet it. I bet it's pretty quick. Yeah. Because they got the same issue that giraffes have. They got to keep on moving, find that next water supply. So, well, yeah, because they walk so slow. It takes them so long to get everywhere. It takes them forever. All right, what is your number two? So, my number two is barn owls are normally monogamous, but about 25% of mated pairs of barn owls divorce. Wow. Hey, did you hear Donald Trump Jr. is getting a divorce? He was married? Yeah. He has like five children. How did he get married? Well... That I don't know, but I heard that he's separated. Uh oh. Yep. Big problems for little Trumpy. I will say he's the. I've always said he's the barn owl of the Trump family. That's a good. That's a good comparison. <laughs> this one actually kind of bummed me out because I was like, you know, well, twenty five percent is a better ratio than humans have. It is. But just thinking about like these poor owls who. You know, they pair off, and then some of them just can't work it out. That's, you know what, it's, maybe in some circumstances you kind of grow apart, but I, I think part of it is you have to want to be with each other. Like, you're always going to have some differences with your partner, but, you know, in the at the end of the day, do you enjoy being around each other's company, and are you going to put in the work it takes to manage the relationship to make sure you're both happy? I feel like some of these barn owls are just given up. They're just, you know, they just go to another barn. Yeah, I would like to see that rate, you know, lower to 20 or 15%. I think we can make it happen. Let's work on it. Yes. That's uh, my goal for the upcoming year. And my number two weird animal fact, I, truthfully, I don't believe this one, and I forget where I got it from. But here it is. A grizzly bear's bite is strong enough to crush a bowling ball. What? See, now, I thought that too. But even though this wasn't a grizzly bear, it was actually a black bear in this movie I watched, I just watched a movie on Netflix with Maggie that legit horror movies don't really give me nightmares. And I think, like, supernatural horror movies don't quite do it for me. But this movie, I think it was called, like, Backcountry or something like that. It, uh was about a couple that just goes hiking, realizes eventually that they're in, like, this black bear's territory, and get attacked. And so it's very... It's pretty realistic. They used a real bear in the movie, and 
it was terrifying. It actually gave me a nightmare that night because it really thought like, what if we went hiking and just like came across a bear? And then I realized, and this fun fact adds to it, I wouldn't do shit. What am I going to do? Fight a bear? I feel like um, I would be, you know, friends with a bear because I think we have like some of the some similar motivations, you know. I mean, I don't want to eat fish, but I do want to like just kind of chill and take a take a break every once in a while and just like sleep in a in a cave and do all the things that bears do. So I feel like we would get along. I don't know if I could get that across to them. Yeah, like you would kind of have to explain to the bear, like, hey. You know, let's be barn owls about... Let's be three quarters of barn owls about this. <laughs> I think we'll be pretty chill. But, like, bears, you know, in addition to being able to bite through a bowling ball, apparently, their claws are crazy sharp and long. And they swipe at you, and then they bite you, and they're fast, and they're huge. Yeah. Like, forget about isn't, it. Isn't it, the... Oh, go ahead, sorry. And some of them can climb trees. So it's like you cannot... If you see a bear, that's it. Well, isn't the advice that's normally given to, like, make yourself look bigger so that they run away? But I feel like you would just look like an idiot and they would just tear you to shreds. So, like, why bother doing that? I think so. I, like, it made me really rethink... You know, sometimes you think in, like, what would I do if I ran across this kind of animal? But this movie really made me think, if it was a bear, I would not do anything. I would die. Just say, yep, I accept my fate. But the nice thing that I learned, even though California has, you know, several team mascots named bears, uh, at least one college, it makes me think, hey, there are bears here all over the place. And I think there are some bears in California, certainly. And we do go hiking sometimes. But... Apparently, there's only been, like, one bear attack on a human in the last, like, 60 years in California. Yeah. So, I'm not too worried about it. Well, the California University is the golden bears, right? Right. So, so. I, I, I'm afraid of black bears. I'm afraid of grizzly bears. Golden bears? Maybe they're tiny. That sounds pretty good to me. Little yeah. gold bears? Little gold bears. They're like teddy grams. Yeah, and they're worth a lot of money. Exactly. All right, it's coming down to it. What is your number one weird animal fact? My number one is, bear with me, because I've got a few here bunched together, but it's all about the same animal. Bear with me, is that a pun? <laughs> oh, yeah. No pun intended. But, uh, it, well, my first fact isn't about a bear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it is about bonobos. So, bonobos... They have a lot of interesting sexual habits, which I found fascinating. Wait, what is a bonobo? I a thought bonobo, bonobo is, was like a brand a, of something. A primate. Oh, okay. It's like a chimp uh, analog. It's like a, you know, it's kind of like a chimp, but more closely related to us. So what they do that's interesting to me is their society has like a lot of sexual um, activity that's very similar to humans. Mm -hmm. So they are one of the only animals other than humans that tongue kiss. Wow. <laughs> they have face-to-face -face sexual contact. Um, they also do not form monogamous sexual relationships. They use sex as like a celebration. So if like a big group of bonobos finds food, they have a big orgy. 
to like celebrate that they found food. Wow. And I, just, I do like the idea of them having an orgy when they find food. Yeah, they just kind of, you know, hey, we found a, we're going to be able to live <laughs> off this for like two months. We'll yeah. <laughs> that, those, that is a good series of fun facts. I realized I like, yeah, I didn't know what a bonobo even was. What, there is a brand called Bonobos. What it, even is it? I feel like that, that's a clothing company. Yeah. But no, if you look up bonobos, they look like, so, like a chimp looks kind of human. You know, uh-huh. you can see how we have common ancestors. Bonobos are even closer because they just, it's something about it. It just looks like kind of a smaller, like bald, muscular guy. If you look up Bonobo. Huh. It's like Bob Hoskins. <laughs> All right, I'm going to save that Bob Hoskins as Super Mario. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to save that for if I'm trying to get some other nightmares tonight. (laughs) But this this is why I don't like seeing apes or chimpanzees at a zoo. They're too close to us. Yeah, they shouldn't be there. It just makes me really sad. No, yeah, it's... Yeah, seeing big cats in a zoo makes me sad too, but there's something about, like, chimps that I'm like, what? You shouldn't be here. Yeah, they, they're, they should, I mean, I don't know. I get upset, like, people complain, you know, they'll see coyotes in their neighborhood or something, or they'll see some kind of animal that, like, is a threat to their, their pets or something, and they get mad about it. I'm like, yeah, that's because we built over their habitat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All right, my number one. This I read on a Snapple cap my freshman year of college, and I had never heard of this species, and it became my obsession. It is that whale sharks are the biggest fish in the sea. So I, if you you have a whale shark project in your past, don't you? Yeah, I've, I've had a hip-hop duo called Whale Shark in... Osaka, Japan. When I was in Japan, uh, I made my dad and I go to the aquarium there to see a whale shark. I just, I couldn't believe, this whole time I thought great white sharks are the biggest sharks. Right? No. Whale sharks are way bigger than great white sharks. But, they're not fierce at all. I saw a picture on the internet of a person taking a joke picture inside of a whale shark's mouth you would never do that with a great white shark was it steve Irwin? it might have been and maybe that's what killed him but i will say like all whale sharks eat is like plankton i think they're more i mean they are technically sharks but they're almost more like whales in that sense hence the name and they're i think kind of slow they look really cool and they're the biggest fish in the sea that is pretty great. I do I do like, you know, I'm not a big fan of the water. I, I, I like to say I'm a land mammal. I, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I stay in my lane. But I'm fascinated by what's in the sea because, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff going on there that's interesting. And, and we came from there, so that's probably why I'm interested in it. But, yeah, whale sharks are cool. Whale sharks are the best. I would love the opportunity to see a whale shark in the wild. I don't know that I ever will. I don't know that they're that easy to find, but if I do, I'm going for it. 
That's a good... We had some good animal facts. We did. Do you have any honorable mention animal facts? I do. I'm not going to elaborate on any of them. I'm just going to tell you what I wrote down. So, the first one is young goats pick up accents from each other. That's awesome. Uh, Oh, a single strand of spider silk is thinner than a human hair, but it's five times stronger than steel of the same width. So, there's a theory that a rope just two inches thick of spider silk could stop a Boeing 747. That's crazy. And I think I've actually heard that factor, something similar to that before. I still don't believe it. I know. It just, it seems unbelievable, but there's so many things in the animal kingdom that, you know, they sound like illogical, but they're true. So I, I was, that, that one caught my imagination. And the last one is a sea lion is the first non-human mammal with the proven ability to keep a beat, which ties <laughs> in with our hip hop themes. <laughs> I will say most human animals cannot keep a beat though. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. All right. Some of mine, a woodpecker can peck. 20 times per second. That's irritating. (laughs) A cheetah can go from 0 to 60 miles an hour in 3 seconds. So that's certainly faster than my Toyota Prius. Yeah, that's bananas. And this I like because I eat a lot of oysters, especially being out here. Oysters can change their gender multiple times depending on what's best for mating. That's crazy. Yeah. So there you go. Animal fun facts. If you have your own animal fun facts, weird animal facts, crazy fun animal-ish facts, make sure to send us a tweet at, at Whiskey Sessions or email us at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com and we'll read those on air. But yeah, we're going to get to your emails now. So let's get into it. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read emails and now we'll read them all right b pimp what is in the old email inbox we've got an email from rhino who suggested our top five list for this episode so it's a big rhino episode how about that um, he says hey bros rhino from lansing longtime listener first time writer no mention of the Iceman richard kuklinski who enjoyed killing so much he became a contract killer for the mob or Ooh. to touch on Amet's top two, Jack the Ripper and H.H. Holmes, there's a pretty well-known theory that they were the same person, neither of which who have ever been ca- thought of as the great emancipator, Honest Abe. Keep up the slightly above-average podcast, though. I promise I enjoy more than Steve from Linwood does. Hey, slightly above-average. I'll take it. I'll take that. You know, everybody's got to start somewhere. That was my philosophy in high school. I'm not yeah. sure I totally achieved it, but it was just like... Let's just get some B-minuses in there, huh? Yeah. I mean, I gotta say, he's right. I the Richard Kuklinski is a very interesting character. I read a book about him. Michael Shannon played him in a movie. Well, um, he's creepy. That, it was really good, though. It, he's just an interesting guy. Like, he had all the earmarks of a serial killer. Like, he had all the, the rough childhood, you know, the triad of, like, wetting his bed harming animals all that stuff pyromaniac and then because he realized that when he was getting older he said if i'm gonna kill all these people i might as well make money from it and he just decided to like sell his services to the mob which Ah. i i can't think of another example of that where they don't do it just for the you know primal urges that they have they do it to like make money it's it's pretty crazy yeah that's really crazy well i'm glad rhino wrote in 
Uh, Thanks, about Rhino. An episode that was like four episodes ago. Jeez. Yeah, way to go, Rhino. <laughs> All right, I got an email from Quincy in Topeka, Kansas. It says, Dear Whiskey Sessions, tell me this. Where do you get off doing an episode about the top five movie flops and pretend like the Guy Ritchie version of King Arthur never happened? Who knew yet another version of King Arthur wouldn't do well at the box office? Excuse me while I write a script to reboot Three Musketeers yet again. This is a good point. I remember seeing a preview for the new-ish King Arthur movie and thinking, why on earth would they do this? I don't even know what that is. Is that the round table guy? Yeah. Uh, and I think I'd have to look up, but I think the movie cost a, like a billion bucks to make. I don't know. It was like almost $200 million and no one saw it. Oh, wait. Is this the one that um, the dude from Sons of Anarchy was in? Maybe. That's not... Probably that was part of the problem, too. It didn't have like a very like strong movie star of a cast. Charlie Hunnam? I don't know who that is, but I will take your word for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I know I know some of my movie stars, and I definitely know my commercial actors, but I'm not always on top of like the second level of movie stars slash television show stars. Boom roasted Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you have an email that you'd like to send us, we will read it on air. So go ahead and get your emails over to whiskey sessions music at gmail dot com. And right now, there is not even a line for your emails, so get those emails in, and we will read them. But that about does it for this episode. I thought it was a great one. B-Pimp, what's your rating for this episode? I rate this episode um, two inches of spider silk. Whoa, that's stronger than steel. Did you know that? Yeah, that, that that's a strong episode. Yeah, great. Uh, all right, so we will catch you again in a couple of weeks. And until then, uh, this is A Mets saying peace out. Hey, Pim, see you later.